people, 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 good morning, good morning, good morning, baby, you already know who it is, it's Arsenio Buckman reporting live from Bangkok, guys, welcome back to another episode, and a live episode, man, it's been a long time of the Arsenio Buck Show, and today, I want to talk about some things, if you guys have been following me a long time, you guys will know that there are different fears, okay, again, this goes back to Napoleon Hill's book, okay, The Seven Deadly Horsemen, Okay, fear of poverty, fear of old age, fear of mental, uh, what is it, ill health, fear, there are a lot of different fears out there that supplant society, tolerance, you name it, okay, the fear of jealousy, envy, oh yeah, there's a lot of them out there, but you know what, Gary Vee talked about a couple of them in his book, you know what, the biggest one is the fear of failure, okay, because we're all scared about what our friends and what our sorry ass family would say about us. Got that country accent going this morning. Anyways, so give me, let me give you a story. <sighs> just before the race, just before my first race of the 2006 season in track and field high school, I developed a cold sore. Well, maybe about one week before. I had a cold sore on my lip, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so ugly. I don't know why. But you know what? I had cold sores very, very frequently back then. But anyways, let's focus. And so going forth. I remember that I was going to run at Liberty High School. Liberty High School is in a predominantly Asian community in the south side of Las Vegas. And you know what? There was a girl that I was actually dancing with and I had such a big crush on just probably a month before. Her name was Riza. She was Filipino. And we were doing we were doing this debut, which is basically someone who turns 16. You have to celebrate their 16, blah, 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 all that craziness, right? And so Riza was at the race, and I remember I was practicing for the race, and oh my god, I was so angry at myself. But you know what? I was running the 110 meter hurdles and the 300 meter hurdles. Now, I don't think Riza was watching me in the 110 meter hurdles because she was doing something out on the blacktop, basically where the basketball courts were, a little bit tucked away behind the stadium, right? So I remember I started off, there was this crazy black guy with dreads on, and he smoked my ass. But you know what? It was the 110-meter hurdles. I was so angry, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get it again at the 300-meter hurdles. So people started pouring in. And you know what? Me having a little bit of yellow fever, yellow fever meaning that I love me some Asian women, although they don't really love me. <laughs> but you know what? Because I had, man, I said, you know what? I'm going to have to show these people up. And I still remember. It's about 7 to 7.30 at night, 300 meter hurdle race came, and there were three women sitting down, right? And I was talking to this guy, and we were having a little bit fun, and all this stuff, and next thing you know, she looked at, well, the three of them looked at me, they're like, hey, are you gonna run? Oh my god, good luck! And she was sexy, I was like, oh, I've got to do it for her, and I've got to do it for Risa! And you know what, boom, I started off, and I was flying out those blocks, just as I was on the last race of the... 2006 season, my junior year, which ultimately turned into one of the biggest and grandest failures of my life. The biggest. Of course, me completely falling apart at the Sunrise Regional Championships, and I did not go on to, of course, the finals or the state championships. But fast forward it back to this race. Started off, came around the curve, everything was good. I was way out in front. There was no one around me. And the next thing you know, right around that 100 meter mark, that last 100 meters after the 200 meter mark, my body began to fall apart and my legs got so heavy. And here I am just literally just throwing myself over these hurdles and I saw Reza in the stands and I don't know what she was doing, but you know what? I just kept running and running and running and then the third to last hurdle, second to last hurdle, boom! That last hurdle, I clipped it, bam, fell right on my stomach. 
smash. I saw two people run right past me, and I crawled across the finish line. I was known as the crawler. And you know what's the worst part about this? All those people that I were trying to impress, they ended up disappearing. I went up to Reza in the stands shortly after, and she was giving me a cold shoulder. I was like, Reza, how are you? She's like, she didn't say a damn thing to me. Why? Because, well, guess what? I was known as the crawler. I just clipped a goddamn hurdle. Do you think how, do you know how embarrassing that would be for her to say, Arsenio, hey, how are you? And then her friends are like, dude, that's the loser that fell on his stomach. Oh my God, how do you know him? He sucks. So what did Reza have to do? Well, what did Reza end up doing? She ended up just completely ignoring me. And I said, damn. So I said, within a minute, I said, okay, she's giving me the culture. I was like, okay, bye, Reza. Never spoke to her again. And you know what? That failure right there was beautiful. Because you know what? Those three girls that were running for the other high school, Liberty High School, and of course, I was running for Rancho High School. I saw them at a few more meets. And I remember that they started giving me hugs. And they just like, oh! And of course, there was no communication back then because, baby, I would have been on it. But I wasn't on it. You know what? It sucks because, of course, there was barely any MySpace. We didn't even have a computer at my house. It's not like the technological world that we're living in right now. You guys are freaking lucky. You young ones that are between 10 and 20 years old, you freaks are lucky. Because we didn't have anything back then about 12 years ago. I barely even created a MySpace after graduation, gra- graduating high school. But anyways, she, you know, she gave me a hug. You know, she's very heartwarming and this and that. And I was never able to find her again. And it was a sad day because, oh my gosh, she was all she had it going on. But anyways, guys, that failure right there, it was the best. Because I realized that I'm going to take all that and I'm going to put it forth to something that's even bigger. So the back three years ago, 2015... I was 10 km through the race. I was helping these beautiful Singaporean and these Chinese Australians up these hills somewhere outside of Melbourne, Australia during the Tough Mudder race. And, you know, got to the 9 km part. And I'm like, you know what? This is hard. This is really hard. And then, boom, I saw the hills. And then that mental barrier, all those things that I failed at in life a long time ago, it came to mind. It came to mind. And I said, oh, man, I've got, boy, I want to quit. I remember I barely got up these hills because, of course, I didn't have the leg strength. I didn't have the man. I didn't have anything. I didn't have this sexy ass body I have right now. I didn't have anything, guys. I'm just telling you. <sighs> I wanted to quit. 11 k.m., 12 k.m. I had my head tucked away down. I had that look of defeat on my face. I remember I was talking to a guy at the top of the hill, and you know, some girls were, you, you know, they were up there saying, don't quit, don't quit. And next thing you know, the 13 km, basically, let's say the 0.6 mile came up. And then another 0.6, 14 km, 15 km, 16 km. When I got to that 16 km, I reinstilled the belief that I have lost my entire life. It probably lost completely because of Thailand destroying me psychologically. That failure, that I've, all those failures I experienced, I put it forth right there. Then after, on the, upon the completion of that race, I said, man, I'm a tough mutter. I came back to, you know, of course, I came back to Thailand, and I was like, I can't be stopped anymore. And then, of course, leading up those last two months, and of course, you know, you know, doing a little bit private tutoring at my place, and doing this, and doing that, and finally going into the Napoleon Hills Law of Success, that was it. I was no longer part of the statistic. See, guys... That's the fear of failure. You got to realize that those failures create who you are today. Embrace them. 
You know, when you're going through a challenge in life, say, man, you know what I went through just... Guys, I'm going to give you one more example. A real quick one. I had 10 U.S. dollars to my name somewhere in October of 2013. Not 14. That was the tough month. That was the toughest month of my life. I'm talking about 2013. When I went from one location to another and they said, Arsenio, sorry, we're not going to pay you at the end of October. We're going to pay you at the end of November. I said, guys, I don't have any more money. She's like, you could go to, of course, the English department and you could borrow money from them. And I said, what? But what about all these things? I'm going to have to like travel. I got to go do these border runs and stuff like that. They were like, well, you know, and so they supported me. They did. And I'm very grateful for it. Huge shout out to that specific technical college, Ganatip is what they call it out there in Nakonsi Tamarat in the south of Thailand. Huge shout out to that. But man, when you ain't got no mama, you ain't got no brother, your brother don't give a goddamn about you. When your sisters don't give a goddamn about you. There's nothing but yourself. I had to look myself in the mirror and said, okay, Arsenio, you got $10 to your name. Figure it out. And so I said, okay, well, I got some money coming in here. I got this private tutoring. I'm going to make probably about one, you know, $50 this week. That's going to be able to hold me over. Okay, this, uh, this minivan ride is 200 baht. Okay, I can only eat this and that this day. And, of course, at the end of November, I was able to get like $1,500 and whatnot uh, because, of course, they combined my salary together. But, guys, in the wake of defeat, in the wake of having my back against the wall, I did not give up. I know how it feels being broke in a country that is not my country. See, if I was living in America, at least I could fall back and say, Mom, listen, your son's going to die. You're going to have to take me in. She would be forced to take me in. But mm -mm. there was no mom. There was no money. There were no friends. There was nothing. There was only Arsenio. Oh, that was a beautiful thing. So let's go. Let's go forward. Let's keep on going. Let's keep going. Okay, let's not get stuck on failure. But I love giving you guys stories. So fear of wasting time. Gary Vee, he said in his book, he said, people are so scared they'll be wasting time if they try to build a business, even when their time is invaluable. If you're sacrificing time you could have spent with loved ones or doing something that brings value to your life or, or hell, 50K. Then I can see how that might, you know, you might have some, you know, it might cause some regrets. But if you're giving up only downtime, time you would have had otherwise spent with, you know, the Game of Thrones or stupid ass video games. How can you say that's wasted time? You're literally giving up empty hours in favor of doing something that could fill your life with joy. You're worried about wasting time? He said, that's bullshit. He said, if you're not 100% happy with your life today... It is never a waste of time to try something that could get you there. Now, guys, granted, I love this. I love this the most because fear of wasting time and, you know, sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm so busy. What can I do when I get home? Well, you know exactly what I have to do when I get home. I got my to-do list right over here to my side. Of course, I'm writing my things. I got my books right over here. I'm preparing lessons. Um... What is it? I completely forgot to send that damn, damn, I got to hurry up and send it to it right after this podcast. Yeah, anyways, I'm looking at things that I need to do. I got podcasts to do. I got things to reply to. I got things that I need to post. You guys understand? Are you picking up what I'm putting down? See, the fear of wasting time, it beset on me. It had beset on me when I was working for this dog shit ass job for three and a half years. 
I got scared last night. I developed such anxiety at my workplace that I was like, guys, I'm knocking on 30 and I'm doing the same thing I've been doing since 26 and a half years old. No, I'm sorry, 26. I had to really sit down and say, Arsenio, is there any career here? And of course, those fools at the job, they were saying, listen, there's no career here for you. Meaning there's nothing that you could develop. He said, the people that are here, we're all retirees. And I said, yeah, I know why. You guys are all, you know, wife tours. Anyways, let's not get into that. But I'm just saying, there was no career there. There was no way that I could grow there. So I said to myself, I said, I'm going to have to leave. And then there were things that, nasty ass things that started happening. And a lot of chirping and a lot of lies and a lot of, oh, your student said that you're too loud. That the stupidest, dumbest shit that you could ever imagine in your life. All these things started happening. And then it ultimately pushed me out of the place that I was literally wasting my time. I was wasting my time there completely, guys. Like completely. There was no reason for me to be there after probably the year and a half mark. See, when I was having dinner that specific day with that fool that said, hey, to be honest with you, it's hard to market a black guy. We could only get companies marketing a white guy. When that was said to me, I should have quit and I should have quit right then and there. I should have. But I didn't. Why? The fear. The fear of uh, probably fear of poverty. Fear of not being able to get another job. But you know what? At that same moment, for that next year, and especially going into my trip, you know, last year, I should have evaluated my life and said, you know what? Okay, I got these little side projects outside of this place, but I need to quit this job. I do. Because there's no way that I'm going to be able to succeed in this environment. And so that fear was one of the best fears because I said, I'm getting the hell out of here right now, period. Because if I don't, I'm going to fall apart. There it is. Fear of wasting time. Welcome. And so now, knocking on 30 years old, two weeks from today is my birthday. I'm going to be turning 30. Do I feel 30? I don't even know what 30 is supposed to feel like. But I tell you right now, I feel better than I did 18, 19, 20, 21, all the way up to 25. I'm on a better diet than I was back then. All these things that have happened is because I was able to overcome all the odds. And I'm so grateful in terms of my health, in terms of my well-being, in terms of what I'm doing with my projects and doing this and doing that. Oh, yeah. It's a sexy thing. See, I'm no longer wasting time. Now I know what my sights are on. And now I'm going out there. And I'm trying to get it. You know, China just got in, China and Spain just got in contact with me yesterday. Another couple of things that I need to hurry up and complete right after this. But anyways, I know what my true self-worth is after I quit something. Because I was so, I had an unbelievable amount of anxiety saying, oh my God, what am I doing? Why am I here? This place sucks. This environment sucks. This neighborhood sucks. This province sucks. I'm about pedophiles around here. I got to get out of here. What are you doing, Arsenio? You're too good. To, you need to get to the heart of Bangkok. I did, and boom, tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. I got the biggest opportunity of my life that could ultimately change everything about me. Oh, and just like that, guys, it's all about patience, too. And I've talked about that in another Gary Vee podcast, if you guys want to go back to that. But with that being said, the last one that I'm going to cover, of course, is in terms of Gary Vee putting out a quote. He said, fear... The fear of semen vein. And the fear of semen vein basically revolves around this. It's basically, he said this, okay? Jesus. When I wrote Crush It in 2009, 
I got a good amount of grief from critics who accuse me of glorifying narcissism. I don't hear much from them anymore because I've proven them or I've proven right by the consumer or I've been proven right by the consumer, right? A.K.A. the market. Developing a strong personal brand leads to business success. Don't worry about seeming vain. Embrace it. Everybody else who is crushing it did. Remember, smart entrepreneurs don't care what other people think. You'll look like an ass for a while if you walk around with a guy, a cameraman, a camerawoman, pointed at your face. But everyone looks like an ass when trying something new. Reality TV wasn't a joke. Well, I'm sorry, it was a joke before, wasn't it? The real world, road rules, those very, very old 1990, early 2000 shows, they were stupid as hell, right? But now you got the Kardashians out there, and they're amassing millions upon millions. You see, you're going to have to think about this. No, 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 I'm going to hurry up and finish this quote. Now, you can't turn around without seeing a reality star on a magazine cover, a makeup counter, some exercise equipment, or a frozen food package. Everyone's an ass until they're a pioneer. And that last quote, he went through with it. He said, as you gather your ideas and put your strategies into motion, set yourself up emotionally to succeed. Find your courage and strengthen your self-esteem until you feel brave enough to make some noise and invite people's attention. Then show them that you care deeply about keeping it. That's the basis. So, guys, what I'm telling you today, what I'm telling you right now is that don't give a goddamn about what other people think. Now, if you feel that you need to document everything that you're going through in life and this and that, go ahead and do it. You know, there was another video that some of my students uh, sent me of them. Literally, you know, basically, I don't know, they were standing outside of a station and I don't know, one of the SkyTrain stations and they were, you know, telling people to do this or donate something and they were getting disgusting looks from their own people. Thai people looking at them in a Thai way. Did they care? No. You're going to look like an ass and people are going to, they're going to think that you are very, very vain. But at the same time, at the same token, you can't give a fuck. Excuse my French, but you can't give a fuck about what those other people think of you. This is why I run up and down the streets. Guys, I was running in the rain yesterday. I told a lady to get the fuck out the way. I cussed her out because she was just acting like a complete clown on the stairs. I know, self-control, I understand. I'm not the best either, but I lost it. But I lost it in a good way because she needed to realize that she is a complete dumbass clown. I think she was like just all jacked up. But anyways, guys, I run through the streets of Bangkok, rapid DMX. Get it on the floor. Get it on the floor. Yeah, that's right. I run by people. Why? Because I don't give a fuck what you think about me. Hell, if I ran in such a nice way and I had blonde hair, blue eyes, oh my God, they would all love me. But because I'm black and because, yeah, again, the image of me has already been preconceived. So then when I run out on these streets, I'm going to run like a goddamn madman. Get the hell out of my way. Yes, I'm going to be rapping ludicrous. Move. You know the next word. You see, when you stop giving a damn about the fools out there in the world, you will become a success. I can assure you that. So with that being said, guys, I hope you learned a little bit from this podcast. I try always giving back and whatnot. But stay tuned for a hell of a lot more. This is your host, Arsenio, as usual, over and out.